It's going. Oh, yeah, nah, pretty good. Singing, we should chuck a podcast. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, no, nah, I can't come around. Let's do a thing. Love the energy straight off the bat. Welcome back to What Do You Reckon? Round 13 of Season 2. Liam couldn't make today's session, but today I have a very special guest with me, a personal trainer, owner of uh, The Sweat Club, host of the Don't Sweat It podcast, many strings to a bow, my good friend M Hazelwood. Hello, darling. Hi How there. are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so excited to finally have you here. I know. I'm so excited as well. We've been trying to tee this up for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're finally, we're together. It's here. It's working out. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because um, uh, you gave me a shout out on your podcast the other day and I've been listening to yours quite a lot Thanks. recently as well because you've so. had some really cool guests on like a lot of... Uh, like powerful, smart, determined women mm. that are on there, mm-hmm. like helping other women. Mm. Um, so how's that been going? Like has it been like a real standout highlight of those guests for you? Yeah, no, it's been epic. I was just talking to um, someone yesterday, a guest I had on my podcast, and like I was just talking about like how amazing it is to talk to women and men like on the podcast and about like when you are both aligned, it's like it's so easy to chat. Yeah. Don't you think? Yes. Like it's so easy to actually have a conversation with this next like with this person on your podcast because you're like this is like we're both aligned in what we do and and we align with each other. So like it's so easy. Yeah, fully. But like it's so hard when like and I haven't had one on um this podcast, but like I've heard some podcasts before where like if that you know, it feels like there's something in the air. Like, oh, the like yeah. it's a bit weird. Yeah. Because, like, even podcasts where people disagree with each other, it's still, like, you're able to get a lot because yeah. it's like, I don't agree. This is my da-da-da Agreed. back and forth. Yeah. And then there's some people where it's like drawing blood from a stone. Hey, mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, I agree. It takes a lot of energy. It's too much. But, um, so, personal trainer. Mm-hmm. You do the booty club. That's been it. crushing it. Um, doing a lot of stuff. How did you... Like, did you know you're always going to be a PT or you just this high energy person? Like, how did that start for you? Do you know what? It's so weird because, um, like, uh, to be honest, let's take it back five years ago, which was before I was ever a personal trainer. I was um, studying at uni and I was working in retail. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you had have met me five years ago, you would be like, there's two different humans here. Like, I was kind of negative it sounds it's kind of hard to believe I guess now but I was like quite negative like a bit sad and I and there was no real reason for it but my just my personality wasn't like 100 I feel like now I'm like this is who I'm meant to be yeah but like when I was younger you know five years ago I was 20 and like at 20 years old does anyone really know like what's going on like who they actually are not really no No, fucking way so um sorry am I allowed to swear yeah absolutely gorgeous um I feel like now doing what I'm doing, it's like so rewarding, which makes me want to get up every single day and wake up and do everything that I'm doing. But like before being like in this like really negative headspace and everything that like, for instance, my partner would say to me, um, you know, I would have something negative to say back rather than like finding a positive or ever having something like, um, I guess, good to say back. Mm. And like, I just remember he has taught me a lot because he's like, try and find something good out of every situation. And like, you know, sometimes there is just shit things that you can't actually help. And then there isn't really a positive, yeah. but like nearly everything can be kind of found like where you can find a positive. And I feel like, um, with personal training, as I started to kind of work at the gym, that I'm at at the moment when I started working there I'm like seeing all these like people who um you know you're investing lots of energy and time into them and when I started to do personal training I was like right this is like a lot um of energy that I have to put in like imagine if I was someone who like was negative in Mm. that environment it's like you can't you actually can't be negative in that environment yeah but my clients come to me like say brand new clients come to me now and they might have some form of negative kind of outlook or just like you know they might be a bit jaded about something going on in their life and um you know eventually after like months of training they we see like a huge shift in their mindset and it's actually so sick so i definitely wouldn't have seen myself being a personal trainer 5 years ago it just so happened that i um started a like a, a, a tr- challenge at my um gym and then 
my bosses now, they were like, right, it's um, like we need a receptionist. They were really, um, they only had, like they were only new. Mm. Now like, right, we need a receptionist. And I was like, okay, I'll... I'll jump in. And um, so I started being a receptionist and I was like, that it wasn't even a thought in my mind that I would be a personal trainer. Wow. Like I was just like, I just train here and I'm a receptionist. I'm going to be doing graphic design and advertising in my life. Like that's just how it's going to go. Mm. And then I was like, right, I think I really like this. Like I was like starting to really see progress through me, like in myself. And I was like, cool, this is amazing. And then like I started getting joy out of even just like people coming past me, um, you know, after a session, be like, thanks so much for the, I did nothing. I just like scanned them <laughs> in and out. Um, but like just that, that whole community, I was like obsessed with it. And yeah. I was like, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. So I was in Mexico and then I was like, right. I think I was talking to my grandma. She was over there with me. And um, I was like, I think I, I think I want to go and study. And like, if you know me, before this, I had studied everything under the sun. I was already at uni. I'd studied makeup, artistry. I did like a beauty course. Um, there was a couple more courses that I did as well. And my mom's just like, Emily, lots of jobs, right? Like <laughs> what's going to stick, honestly? Yeah. And so for her, she was like, you know, righto, have fun, see you later. Yeah. Like knowing that, you know, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would just be another course and what's next after that. Yeah, right. So I was like, right, okay, no, I think I really want to do this. And so my grandma was like, right, go it. We came back from Mexico. I actually signed up for my personal training course over there. And then I was like, oh my God. And then I had to drive to Gold Coast for, um, well, like two hours um, back, uh, sorry, two hours down. And then I'd stay two days in Gold Coast. Then I'd drive two hours home every um, week from Thursday. I'd go down Wednesday night after I finished work at 8.30 p.m., sleep, wake up, do my courses Thursdays and Fridays, and then come home at like stupid peak hour traffic. And so I wouldn't, it wouldn't take me <laughs> two hours. It's like four <laughs> hours, I swear. Uh, um, and then I did that for 12 weeks. Uh, which seems super, super short in a in like the grand scheme of things, really. Sure. Um, which is, I guess, a topic for another day. But I then started to, um, yeah, take on clients. And then from there, the rest is history, like three years later. And um, I probably couldn't really imagine that I'm like in this position that I'm in now. Yeah, wow. That's, mm. that's crazy. Like I just resonated so much with everything you said. Mm. Like because we've got a lot of similarities and a yeah. lot of differences as well. But mm. like – just you talking then about your backstory, like the negativity, like being quite a pessimist and a shut in. That was me a hundred percent. Like I was just always like angry, negative, same. didn't really have anything good to say. Um, and the same thing with like, I'll try this course, I'll try this job, I'll study this thing and nothing ever sticking. Like, no. um, so that's wild that like we both found our way into like a health and fitness industry and, like, and it stuck. Totally. And, and like it's hard like to believe that you were an introvert of all people because like the one thing that everybody says is just like Emmy's a vibe like she's just switched on mm -hmm. like I've seen you because like in you know in the back office and like you're tired you've been working your ass <laughs> yeah. off and you're just like ready to fall asleep the door opens and it's just like <laughs> bangs like you've just flipped a switch it's like girls what's <laughs> up it is I know and like do you know what I like. Again, yeah, I truly believe that like you kind of have to practice what you preach and I think the biggest thing is when you are in such a high energy environment, you do need to take one minute, five minutes, an hour, whatever time you can have for yourself and just have that time to like rest and the poor guys in the back office when you've been in there, I'm just like no energy. I like, I have to like preserve my energy for a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've just got to sit down. I can't talk. I can't give. And then when I'm like, right, I've had my five minutes. I'm like, all right, let's yeah. go again. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's important to like, make sure that you are like, I don't know if you agree, but keeping your, I guess, well, we were talking about this, right? I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. Remember when we were talking about zipping up? Yes. Yeah. C explain that. And yeah. then we'll go. We'll talk. So that was a. It's like a, I'm running the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've just decided. <laughs> Co-hosting. <laughs> the best. Um, yeah. So that was a technique that I learned from uh, Joe Rushton, who's like a very high level holistic healer down in Sydney. Mm. So um, she's a mentor of mine and she doesn't even do like movement and exercise and postural correction programs anymore. She's just moved into this very 
high level of lifestyle coaching and like trauma healing. Super interesting lady. You would get a kick out of mm, it. Yeah. She runs a course called like Healing Rays and stuff. Beautiful. Amazing. Okay. Um, but yeah, she uh, taught us two ways of protecting your energy against like difficult clients or family members, um, people you might consider energy vampires. Yes. Um, and so the first one is basically to imagine that you are zipping up like yourself inside a big orange bubble. Mm -hmm. So like you literally actually take that physical action of, you know, crouching down and zipping then zipping this thing up around you to protect your energy. Um, and so I've, I've, told probably about three or four people about that one that mm -hmm. they've tried mm -hmm. and really enjoyed it yeah um and then there was another one which i haven't tried and i think i mentioned this one to you um oh and now it's totally it's, escaping he's me he's forgotten it um you call on the purple flame of a patron saint and i can't saint francis maybe I can't remember, but I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, and so Joe gave us the warning of like, if you're going to do that, like don't muck around with it. This is mm -hmm. very serious energy. It's like when you are in dire need of protecting yourself from that, yeah, call on this and it's like don't be half-assed about it. Yeah. So it's like I want to look into that a yeah, little bit more. but like when it's necessary. Yeah, mm -hmm. so like I took her advice very seriously mm -hmm. because like she doesn't muck around. No. Like she talks a lot of woo-woo stuff, but it's – based in a lot of clinical experience. So I don't know. Um, it was one of those things that it's like, that's super interesting and I'm not going to meddle in it, but yeah. I do want to look further into. But Yeah. Well, I just think like that is, that is so awesome for protecting energy. Like again, we can give and give and give, and I can give so much to my clients and to my friends and family. But sometimes, you know, if I'm not protecting my energy, I feel like there's nothing to give to my poor friends and family. That's what I felt a couple of years ago. Like maybe I was two years into PT. So I was like, you know, I'd, I'd started to really gain clients and I'd started to like then want more clients. And I was like, all right, I'm working. I had 60 clients. I was running, you know, 12 classes at the time per week. And like, you know, I just was by the end of it, like anyone that tried to call me that was my friend or family, I was like, hey, like really low, really low energy. I couldn't give anything to them. I couldn't, if I was to go over to my parents' house, I was like mm, dead, like, yeah. you know, on the couch straight away, like eat dinner and then go to bed again. And like, I just was like, hang on a second. I can't be doing that all the time. You know, my friends and my family are the things that mean most to me. So mm. why am I, why am I not able to give to them? Yeah. And like that, literally something like that you know I was trying to practice is like there's just a shield mm -hmm. and like I can listen to you and I can hear what you're saying client and I love you for that but I'm not absorbing that like I'm not going to take that on yes and it's, yeah it's been so like it's been so important for me to keep reminding myself of that mm -hmm. with clients is just not you know because I'm here I'm high energy you know what I'm like I'm high vibes everything needs to be like tip top and um yeah I feel like if I don't kind of make that shield then I feel like I'm I'm, I'm absorbing too much and yeah. then I'm drained yeah because you are quite an empathetic person as well yeah. I've noticed so yeah like to take that on is like to take on that from 60 clients is a lot it's a lot and like you know there's more to life than work as well as exactly. much as you're like passionate about your job no, and your totally. clients but there, there's more you want to go have the energy to have fun and be a vibe still. exactly and I think like one of the coolest things is like you, we've spoken about this before is how you have set those boundaries for yourself mm -hmm. to protect that energy. And like mm -hmm. we've spoken about it as well. Like when you came in here, like we did yeah. a little bit of assessment and, yeah. and a session. Um, but where was I going? Oh, yeah. So like the cool thing is, is that, you know, you still get wiped out. You still give a lot. Um but whenever you're turning it back on again, it's still authentically you, mm. which is something that like amazes me. It's like you're never putting anything on. Even when you are tired, it's like, I, like how do you do that? You just find something deep down within and suddenly you're just back on again. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I actually don't know. And I've got a story because it's only just happened last uh, – when was it? On – during the week, I saw my parents and um, my parents don't live um, in the Sunshine Coast. They live a couple of hours north of here. And um, I had spoke, I'd saw my dad and I think my dad had had a bit of um, like a bit of stress on. And he's a he's a big workaholic like me, which is where I think I got it. Well, I obviously got it from him. Mm. Um, 
but he like I saw him and I hadn't seen him in a month and I was like you look really good like you look epic I like what have you been doing I was just and I genuinely meant that from the heart and he was like like you don't have to pretend and I was like my heart yeah how dare you (laughs) I was like gas you up here dad but I was also like what and he was like you know, I'm not your client, honey. Like, it's okay. You don't have to, you know, say that. And I was like, <gasps> I was honestly like heartbroken because I was like, I genuinely, and then I, I was like, hmm. he kind of like walked away and then we had dinner. And like after dinner, I was like, I can't, I, I can't stop thinking about this. And I was like, dad, I've got to talk to you because this is like eating me up. And I was like, I want you to know that everything that I say to you, to my client, to my girlfriend, to my boyfriend, whatever, I'm like, I genuinely mean from the heart. Mm. And I was like fully offended that he could think that I didn't mean it. And I was just trying to like gas someone up and just be like, I don't care what I say. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I'm being so genuine when I like, and don't get me wrong. There are times when I'm just absolutely tired and you know, Sometimes my clients be like, is everything okay? Mm. Which is not something that I really love to hear from a client. But, you know, we all go through parts, um, I guess, of our day or stages of our life where we are just a little bit more tired than, than not. But like every single day when I wake up, I genuinely am so lucky to get to do what I do. And like, it's times like this where you reflect and you're like, I actually love exactly what I do. So like, even at times when I'm tired, I'm like these, like, I feel like it's my duty to just make sure that my client is feeling the best they can possibly feel. Like, you know, I would say one of my mission statements is like, if you don't feel better leaving than when you came in, then I didn't do my job right. For sure. And so I'm like, if I, if I come out, like if I'm buggered, if I'm tired, you know, I open up the door and I'm like, Hey, how are you? How was your week? It's like, fucking does anyone really want to go to a PT that's like that no I don't fuck no No. I need someone who's just as high energy and is like who is going to have like my back be able to listen but also like be be energetic and give um and make you work and and that's what I try and really do but you know it's not always roses I definitely at night no one talked to me after like 6.30 p.m. <laughs> so you just don't get to see that all the time. But yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like you just have to like, you just have to find something that's going to make you be able to when you are tired, when you don't want to work. Like, cause it's not like I want to work every single minute of every single day. I sure. don't. But like the reason why I do it is cause I'm like, I actually do love it. So I can give a little bit. Yeah. And also I feel like, you know, sometimes say if my nutrition's off, if my sleep's not good, I'm like, I have no one else to blame but myself. So I'm like, why would I put that on my client? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. That's, that's not their problem. Yeah. It's your your fault, Emily, that you didn't sleep, like didn't go to sleep until 11 and had to wake up at four. It's like, it's not on them. So I just- Yeah, don't take it bullet. out on them. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's straight in. For sure. Mm. It's um a really common thing as well. Like not all- you know, PTs obviously get it, but it is still super common for PTs and then also like holistic carers in my field Mm. that they take on too much of their clients' issues and day-to-day life and that sort of thing. So like, again, like that protecting the energy is so important. Like, did you have a burnout sort Mm. of thing before you figured that out? Yeah, for sure. I I remember specifically a time when um, I like had to just go home. I was in the shower crying my eyes out. Um, My partner came in and like actually just hopped in the shower and was just like, what's like, what's going on? And I was just like, I don't think I can do this. Like I was like, I can't, I can't do this every single day for the rest of my life. And that was the one point that I like, I'd never gotten to and I've never been back there before uh, again. But there was one point where I was just like, I don't think I can do this. I am absorbing every single person's problem. Um, you know, people are crying to me every day mm. and, and I love now I'm like, I can handle this and I love this and I, I, you know, I'm happy to give advice or I'm happy to listen or whatever kind of they want. Um, Cause you know, I guess PTs and in your field as well, like you, we become part-time therapists. We just, do it just happens yeah yeah and like I'm not mad about that but I certainly going into this like career I wasn't like I was 20 
to 21. Mm. So I was like, I don't even have my, I don't have my own issues. So when I'm hearing other people's issues, I'm like, oh my God, that does sound terrible. Yeah. You know, and I am an <laughs> How empath. am I going to deal with <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> and then you, you know, you do take it home. Yeah. And you do, you go home and there was a point that every time that I would go home, you know, I would be angry. I would be so angry. And it was, I was like, why am I, why am I so angry? Why have I got so much like just built up energy that I was just like exploding every single night. My poor partner just copped it so much. And like, you know, he sat me down after, after I had that meltdown in the shower and he was just like, we, th- something has to change here. Yeah. Otherwise you are never, you're not going to be able to do this like long term. Fully. So I was like, well, what can I do? You know, I'm <laughs> crying my eyes out. And um, I started to, again, like I, I never used to be like, like holistic or anything. I never used to really believe in, in anything that wasn't just like work out, eat well, and yeah. that's it. Mm. Like go for a walk or like, you know, back to kind of like fat loss. It's like, I never, you know, with fat loss, it's just like you go in a calorie deficit and that's how you lose body fat, which mm. it's true. But like, there's so many other things that you can do for yourself. That's going to help in that situation. And that's kind of what I did. Fat loss aside, like I really was like, okay, well, like, am I looking after myself? Mm. No. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm making sure that 60 clients are looked after. And then where's, where's my like downtime? Where's my time for myself? Where's my training? Like there was nothing there. So like what I had to do was put my prices up so that the people that were, um, you know, didn't want to pay that extra kind of dropped off, which yeah. was, I was sad to see them go, but I was also like, well, that's okay. Cause I just, I do need time for myself. Yeah. And yeah. I stopped putting, I guess, everyone else in front of me and started to be like, okay, my clients are my clients and I'm going to do absolutely everything for them. Um, But also like, I'm just going to make sure that in my week I have time for me. Mm. And then ever since then, it's been epic because I'm like, you know, I'm learning boundaries and this is only something kind of new. The boundary thing is like, just like saying no to when a client's like, hey, can you do, you know, Saturday 5 a.m.? Can you do like... <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to truly like... If yeah. I, and that's like, because I was like, I want, um, you know, I'll take this client, mm. you know, but yeah. then I was like, I, you know, I had to really sit down and I was like, there has to come a point like where you need to decide how many clients you want per week that you're happy with. Yeah. Because I didn't ever set myself these goals. I did at the start, but then when I surpassed these goals, I was like, oh my God, I've just got to keep going. It's like, you know, when you become so busy, you're just like, oh my God, I can't like, I'll deal with that another day. Yeah. Because you're just like too bad. I've, I've just got to keep going. Yep. Keep the momentum. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so then like when I started to kind of drop my clients, I started to make sure that there was still like time for me and and making sure that I'm getting my training in I, and I've got enough time to even prep my food because that was a huge thing. Like I wasn't prepping food. And then again, I wasn't seeing my friends. Um, and that's huge for me. Like friends and family time is huge. Yeah. That's one, one thing that I just like won't like – won't give up yeah um and I was really sad and I I didn't really realize it at the time but then when I had this kind of like breakdown meltdown I was like okay something's got to change here because Mm. like life is there to be lived um we still need to earn money we still need to work like absolutely I'm there for that but like I just had to find a balance because there wasn't one and work-life balance is so hard to find oh definitely like it we've spoken about this before like how difficult these things can be you know and that's why a lot of people brush them off and just sort of don't think about it's like i've just got to keep this show over here going i've got plates spinning that i need to keep spinning so they ignore that whole side of things because it just seems too hard basket and then it's not until you stop take a breath and really break it down and be like hey you don't have to wake up tomorrow and be the perfect person no all you need to do is just go like one percent better every day like if you can wake up in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and go, I'm genuinely better than the person that I was yesterday. yesterday. Absolutely goal achieved. Mm-hmm. And just day after day after day of that. And that can be as simple as, you know, do you not get enough sleep? All right. Set yourself some sleep times. Set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, are you not eating well? You know, start attacking them piece by piece, little yeah. by little. You don't have to take off, tear off huge no. chunks or expect to change everything overnight. Like Exactly. That's what I talk to my clients about. It's like, 
how many times have we, you know, been in the um, mindset of like, okay, I'm going to train seven days a week. I'm going to eat seven, you know, um, seven diet days. I'm going to get 100% nutrition or whatever. I'm going to do 10 walks. I'm going to do this, this and this. And, and that's going to be my week. And it's like, Sorry, but you cannot do that. You can only do that for one week. <laughs> yeah, that's you completely unsustainable, exactly. unattainable. Like. And you just can't. And like you need to you need to be realistic in your goals. Like exactly. If your sleep is is shit, then it's like, all right, well, you your focus for the next like one to two to three weeks is purely sleep. Yeah. You know, we can't all put our eggs in one basket. When yeah. we do, we just we simply break and crack. Yep. Like it's just the way it works. It's uh, one of those amazing things as well is that um, on the same kind of psychology of the human mind, like one of my mentors told me that like when you're speaking with a client and like one of the things you have to assess is their willingness, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's among five characteristics that you look out of like how they're going to follow a program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so willingness is a massive one. And generally it's like, Take what the client says and reduce it by 50%. That's mm-hmm. what they'll actually do. Mm. That's what I was told. And then it was like in clinical experience, it's actually closer to 30%. Wow. You know, so if like if somebody's saying it's like, yeah, I can do uh, three days a week, an hour and a day. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can probably do twice a week for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's actually severely reduced to what they tell you they can do. And to that, what they'll like that's achieve. when people see the most um, like epic results ever. Yeah. Is because they find balance. They're yeah. like, I love training 20 minutes a, d- a day for, you know, two times a week or whatever. And like people end up being like, oh, this seems easy. Like we think that health and fitness needs to be hard or like challenging yeah. all the yes. time. Yeah. And it's like, we're not, we don't need to, it doesn't need to be challenging. No. If you're happy to, you know, just move your body for 20 minutes a day, every single day. And that doesn't involve smashing yourself in a gym. Sicko. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Like back yourself. And like the more people will do that, like they'll get themselves into that rhythm of doing, you know, twice a week, 20 minutes and go, I'm loving this. Mm. Suddenly they find an extra 20 minutes somewhere else in the week. So they add a day. Like, exactly. And it, it kind of snowballs from there. So it's like people set themselves things like it's, it's like the whole process versus outcome-based goals. Yes. You know, like yes. people expect too much of themselves sometime and it's like, whoa, just like – you are like you are capable of amazing things. I believe that, and I think you believe that mm-hmm. too. But let's pump the brakes. Like, don't flog yourself so hard. That's it, and you will get there. Yes, like you're gonna get there. But like, don't put again all your eggs in one basket because it's just it's not going to work out. Mm. Mm. And um, we spoke about it the other day as well. Like the self help thing mm. is like, yeah, you know, we both got an axe to grind over people that yeah. just pour themselves a rosé and, you know, like... Put a little face mask on yeah, and, yeah. and say my life yeah. is now better because I've given myself some Eat some, some chocolate love. and, yeah. like, no, this is my self-help. This is like, my self-care. Things are better now. It's yeah. like, you're allowed to do that. Everyone is allowed to do that. And do it. Yes. But don't don't claim that it's self-care. <laughs> yeah. Because it's actually yeah. not. It's taking some time out. Mm, yeah, that's well, great. True. Like it might be turning your brain off for a little bit and, you know, giving yourself a little bit of treats that you like. Treat. But let's not pretend that this is the deep inner work that's yeah. going to get you anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we definitely did speak about this and like I just believe that self-care is so much deeper than, you know, just actually um, – you know, putting on a face mask and pouring yourself a glass of wine, you know, and, and again, that is great. You are taking five minutes to yourself, but are you helping? Are you helping yourself? Are your problems better now? Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. Has your family dynamic improved since that? Exactly. Like, no. So it's like you got to find things that are going to, to actually give you that help. Yes. You know, and that care. Yeah. Like, and there's so many, you know, we were talking about so many different pillars, I guess, of, of self-care. Yeah. Mm. So like, Returning back before mm. how we were both sort of in that very negative shut-in kind of mentality. So for me, I know that I had to really like search for my shadow and like, you know, look at myself in front of the mirror and mm. e- experience all these problems and tackle them head on and accept mm. them and then start working through them. It's like, did you sort of have a moment of that where it really all became clear and like what was what was your method of working through that to and and like obviously it's a journey yeah but there there I don't think there was one moment um I remember like 
me and my partner fighting a lot, like really like bickering and I just, I just couldn't get my shit together. That's what it felt like. I just, anything that I, I would talk about to like anyone, I was just getting so triggered. Like I was just getting so sassy and snappy and like, yeah. I was like, you know, this isn't, this isn't who you are. And um, I truly was like this, I don't think this is who you're meant to be, you know? And like, how can you put on a bit of a brave face at work? You mm. go to work, you you have clients, you're like, whoa, yeah. And yeah. then you come home and you're like, fucking raw. Like you're so angry. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until I started actually again, like, because I've been learning about like, um, I don't know if you know anything about it. I'm sure you do. You would know everything about it, uh, anything about everything. <laughs> so masculine and feminine en- energies. Right. So masculine, you know, I'm very masculine in my energy um, and I don't have a lot of feminine energy. But when I looked into what actually is feminine energy, you know, it's like allowing yourself to be sad or, or allowing yourself to just be. And, you know, there's so many other ways um, in which you can like get into that feminine energy but like I realized I was super like shut off and closed and I just like it's my way or the highway Mm. and it wasn't until I started to listen to what someone else had to say an opinion someone else had and I was like hmm cool great to see that that's a different opinion that you have and like um you know I got told once that like stop stop holding on to your opinion so hard and stop like it's just an opinion, yeah. you know, and your opinion is different to mine. And it's something that's taken me so long to, to actually understand that it's okay that someone else has a different opinion. And you know what? Don't take it personally. Don't think that they're attacking you as who you are. Yes. They just don't like your opinion. Yeah. And so that, that for me was a pretty big, um, like pretty big learning curve. And just, I think the more, the more I've grown up, like the older I've gotten, the more mature I've gotten, the more like silly shit that used to bother me a lot doesn't bother me at all. Like I can see the bigger picture. Yeah. But like five years ago, the picture to me was not like, I guess the big picture, it was just so small. And like, what am I doing on the weekend? What, you know, it's like literally that's all I could see in a, in advance. Yeah, right. And so when I like stopped and uh, again, it was honestly that pivotal moment where I was like kind of had that breakdown that I was just like, um, what do I actually want from my life? Like mm. I just like didn't really know. Yeah. And I was like, I'm working, you know, I'm earning really good money. Um, and I was just like, I, I, I might have all this money, but like, am I happy? Yeah. And it wasn't until I started to realize like fucking that doesn't actually matter anymore. And that like happiness comes from within and then working around and like having, you know, a really cool community around you, really great friends. Um, and, you know, I was going through like, I, I guess, a bit of a friendship breakup. So like it was it was really hard for me to deal with that. And I, again, I just was um, like bottling up so much emotion. And the more I started talking to people about it, mm. like about anything, um, the more I was able to like be like, okay, cool. And the more I talk to people, you know, like you or someone who like actually has a sick way of looking at life, it's like, cool, there is another way to look at your life mm. rather than just being like, you know, I just – I put a lot of pressure on myself when I was younger and still do, but it's getting better to be successful. Yes. Like to be making it. Yeah. To have that like I've made it moment. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I look back now and I'm like, I've made it so many times. Yeah, fully. And it's like, you see all these amazing milestones and I never stopped to smell the roses. Um, You know, when we went into lockdown and we had a 12 weeks off gym, I designed an ebook in like two days and I did it literally for 24 hours or 48 hours sorry I like non-stop I slept for like two hours a night and went straight back into it and then I launched my ebook and then it was literally the next day I was like okay what next what else am I gonna do <laughs> not take a moment no, to and it wasn't celebrate even, what you've achieved exactly yeah. and like I just found that whatever I was doing wasn't good enough it's like yeah. if I sold 200 ebooks I'm like why wasn't it 300 <laughs> but now it's like it's okay because I like, again, it's cool to have goals. Don't get me wrong, but Mm. my goals was a hundred. So like to see anything above that, I should have been like, this is amazing. But instead putting a lot of pressure on myself to be the success. Yeah. Like really, really, I think damaged what all the hard work that I'd done. Cause I was like, I haven't really done anything. You know, and it's yeah. like when you look back and I'm like, wow, I've actually done a lot in three Achieved years. Shitload. Yeah. Yeah, fully. And so now this year is, has been completely different for me. Like this year is all about, you know, um, I guess taking it, not even taking it easy because I'm so not doing that. <laughs> but like just, um, 
you know, allowing myself to stop for a second. And if I don't want to work that day or if I don't want to work in the hour, um, you know, if I obviously have commitments, it's different. But like, I just don't have to always be on. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that was, that was probably the moment where I was like, it's okay to actually take a minute and it's okay to, to take a step back. But I feel like, you know, back to that whole self-care thing, it's like, it's not just running yourself a bath. And for me, it was more about like actually tapping into who, who I was and like, what I actually wanted to be and who I wanted to be. Yeah. You know, and it's all about that. It's not, I think I had a lot of pressure, again, self-pressure on myself just to be like, you have to be this certain way. Yes. It's like, what if you don't be that certain way? If you are that certain way, then, um, you know, are you, are you now failing? You know, have you failed? Yeah. And I think that was it. I was fearful of fail, but I'm so not now. I'm like, fuck it. If I fail, I'll just go try something else. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think having that mentality has really like helped be, I guess, the person I am now and to not take everything so personally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If something doesn't work out, it's like it's not personal sometimes. It's just whatever. It just is. Yeah. So like looking back, a lot of that behavior of, you know, onto the next thing, onto the next thing, I've got to be like, I sold 200, why not 300? And then even, you know, like uh, taking on too much with clients. Yeah. Like, what what do you think was behind that? Like, was it the ego needing to be built up? Was it sort of like a poverty mindset of like, no, I have to achieve, I have to have this money, and if I don't, everything will fail? Like, do you, yeah, have you sort of thought about where that came from? I, I think so. Um, I think we like my parents worked really hard, and so it kind of comes back to my dad here. Like, he works extremely hard, um, and so hard that like when we were growing up, we wouldn't sometimes see him. Like, he would just be literally at work from before we woke up for school to when we went to bed after school, or like yeah. you know after the day. And mm. you know, mum would do everything, and and then we'd kind of see dad like sleeping sometimes, and then he would be back at work. So like, I was like. I think because we kind of came when we were, we lived, we, I was born and raised in Tasmania and we lived a completely different life to what we live now. Mm-hmm. And so I saw two, two ends of the scale. Yeah. One was like my grandparents owned our house because we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And when we moved up here and my life started completely changing what, when I was like 12, but my parents' life was completely changing to the opposite end of the scale where like that, you know, it obviously money was there was a limit but like it was definitely we were in a completely different position right and so I think what happened is I was like oh my god well in order to get where my parents have gotten I need to work like more than hard yeah I need to go harder and harder and harder and you know I want to make them proud Mm -hmm. and I I guess I can sometimes I am a people pleaser but I'm so not I think it's I think I just try and please my parents sometimes to a degree Mm -hmm. so I'm like I think I, you know, I have to, I want to be able to show them, hey guys, look, I sold 200 ebooks or whatever. Like I want to be like, oh yeah, my goal was 100, but I sold 200. I'm just goal, like I am goal focused. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to, I always want to push the boundaries. I always want to exceed whatever I've kind of set myself, the goal I've set myself. But I think seeing them work so hard and getting whatever they wanted was like huge for me. And it still is like that. I still know that, you know what, we all need to work hard, mm-hmm. but it's like, it does come. What are you happy with? That's what I just had to ask myself. Like, what am I actually happy with when I get it? Yes. You know? Yeah. And I was talking yeah. to my sister about that one time. Like, you know, it was like nearly, I was like, just just know that if you buy a house, it's not going to make you any happier. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you get married, it's not going to make you any happier. If you have a baby, you know, it's not going to make you, excuse me, any happier, but there obviously will be times of happiness. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. You know, brand new car, you look at it and you're like, I fucking love that. Yeah. But it wears off. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. And so that's it. It's like, imagine if you were so unhappy in yourself that you end up being, you know, you end up getting all these new things and you're like, fuck, I'm nowhere near, I'm not even happy. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I think I really had to sit down with myself and, and work out, okay, what are you happy to achieve in your life? Or what even are you happy to achieve this year? What would you be happy with? Mm. And it's like, because again, if you don't stop and you don't actually take time to think about that stuff, then you're just going to keep grinding and keep going and keep, you know, working. Yeah, yeah. That's um, like you've come up with so much gold there. And so that's, much power. Exactly, because like they're such simple questions, but people don't ask themselves that. They don't stop and take that moment and these are the beginning steps of meeting your own soul 
Like there's a lot that goes into that, but this is like if you look at truly happy people, mm. it's because like they've achieved success, but because they were already happy. Like, you know, they're in tune with their legacy and yes. their fate and destiny and everything. Like they're open to the gifts from the universe and they kind of find this path that yeah. leads them to success because they're paying attention. They're asking these questions. Mm. They're in touch with themselves. So totally. like that's something. I, yeah, that's definitely something that I like. And like I said to you, even just like halfway through last year, I just started like listening and, and um, like trying to hear things about, I guess, like the universe and what, you know, what we are as like human beings and that sort of stuff. I like, I never really, like I said, got into that. And I was like, and now I ask you like 200 questions, you know, Mm. and we've been through like heaps of stuff where like, you're like, okay, try and find, you know, this, uh, this point and this point in, in all of your different kind of doctors that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, it's mind blowing. My, my mindset has shifted and my PT, my coaching, everything has shifted from, um, losing body fat and mm-hmm. trying to look like a rig and being healthy. Yeah. You know, and being well. Yeah. Like actually having wellness inside of you. Yes. And being okay, you know, and that's people that are healthy and really well, they walk a different way. Like you, you're just like, you have got your shit together. Mm. You know, yeah. again, it's not always, but like I like to think that now that I've kind of gone on a little journey and a little path, it's like, I like to think that I am trying to be the best version of myself. Sure. And bloody, I, <laughs> Callum and I talk about this, um, the other PT at the gym, uh, all the time. It's like, if you're not growing, you're dying. It sounds hell hectic. But it's 100% true. It's fully true. Yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. So if you're not trying to be better than you were yesterday, then, you know, where, like, where are you going? You're going backwards. Yeah. So always be trying to be better. And that's what I try and do. Yeah. And like, it's so infectious when you meet those people that have a thirst for that, like yeah. for more knowledge, for a broader education, for the next thing. Like it really becomes infectious. And that's what like I'm so grateful for in my life now is that I have this network around me of people like yourself, mm-hmm. like Callum O'Shea, Same. all these people that are on this path, open to these ideas. Same. And like now I feel like I'm, kind of like finally in this tribe where everyone's just happy for each other like everyone's achieving and there's no longer any jealousy behind Mm. it it's all just like yes my friends did that yes like like celebrate those wins that your friends are having oh i went on the biggest tangent about this the other week because like if you have people around you that are not like you know, our friends that are like, let's go, like, let me share as much as I can. How can I help? Um, I'm just like always trying to help people. Even my clients, I'm like, oh, you want to start a business? Fucking oath, let's go. Like, Mm. I will literally make you an Instagram if you want. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And you become so excited for other people. Hell yeah. And and that's right. When you hang out with other people, like, you know, when you're trying to upskill, when you're trying to start new courses, when you're trying to do this, I'm like, cool, I want to start doing what Nikki's doing. Like, or I want to start to study because, you know, Nick's inspired me to start studying. So it's like, you need to be around people that are going to inspire you. Mm-hmm. If you have any friends out there that, you know, you, you're feeling like, um, you know, guilty for telling them something that you've achieved. Yeah. Get gone. Yep. They're out of your life. I'm sorry. You need to like, they are so not worth it. I speak to a lot of women. Women message me a lot just being like, Hey, I have a friend who, um, you know, is not supportive is quite a jealous, you know, person. It's like, I'm so sorry. And they might be, you know, a really nice person. Mm. It's not that they're not, it's not that they're a bad person, but like they need to work on themselves. Yes. And you can't fix them. Yeah. You know, and mm. I can't fix my clients, you know, I, and I, I accept that. Yeah. And the more I accept that, the more I'm like, cool, I can give you some advice and I can help you out. But like, I know that I can't completely fix you. Yeah. You have to want to change. Yeah. That's like such a big thing. Like, uh, of talking to clients being like, I can tell that you're trying to get your love externally from yourself. And part of that is like, you're trying to get your love from me. Mm. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Like I get my love from myself yes. and then all the people around me who can do that as well. Like that, you know, we feed off each other Agreed. with that. And then once our cup is full, we can fill other people's. Mm-hmm. But it's like if 
all you're doing is looking for your love in these external sources. You're never going to get it. you got to fill it yourself. Yeah, you Like do. you have to do it. And part of that is like we talked about is facing the fact that it's like I'm not a perfect person mm. but now I know how I can be better tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, meeting the shadow. Definitely. Meeting it head on. And if you are someone who puts a lot of pressure on yourself to be perfect, because I do, mm. I'm someone who is like you need to – I'm a perfectionist through and through and like if it's not perfect – Sometimes I'm like have full meltdowns about it, but like the more, you know, the more I am being aware of that and the more I'm understanding, okay, cool. I, you know, not everything does have to be perfect, but like, I think you just have to remember that, you know, um, I've forgotten where I'm going. <laughs> Damn it. I've been doing that so much lately. It's not hey. good. I'm not happy about it. I'll be honest. I actually was talking to a client the other day and I literally stopped mid-sentence and I was like what was I saying yep and I was like oh Emily you your sleep and my sleep has been off for the last couple of weeks and I was oh. like damn I know it's not good it's not good but I was like damn I'm really sorry and so I just had to take some time by myself <laughs> and I was like all right recoup, recoup. it's uh, even I'm more back. embarrassing when you do it in a podcast and I've <laughs> yes. done it so much this oh, week so much. it's ridiculous I know I know it's hard but don't anyway, beat yourself sorry. up happens to us all <laughs> it's cool Mm. Um, shit, now I've lost my thought too. <laughs> We've all lost it. <laughs> Losing the plot. All right, well, um, oh, I guess the other thing is that like, you know, we've done a couple of little seshies together mm-hmm. and one thing that we spoke about was like, uh, and this is why I loved working with you and like just, you know, shooting the shit with you is yeah. because we're on the same level and yep. like I feel like we're both on the same level of what we, we, we will accept and what yes. we will not, you know. So it's so like we've, true. we've talked about our crystals, yes. you know, um, and like how healing the inner child is so important, yeah. Yeah. you know, for development and growth. And the other one with you, um, and I'm finding it so, so common at the moment and like I don't know if maybe we should talk about this on your podcast one day. But Either other. Is, um, I did a post the other day that was like, uh, you know, how women can use their hormone cycles to their advantage, yeah. like for health and exercise. And it's that thing of um, that women have, you know, battled so hard for equality for so long, you know, mm-hmm. um, to gain recognition and equal opportunity for employment, et cetera, et cetera, mm. that um, we've stopped celebrating what makes women so different. I know. And so it's that thing of like equal but not the same. Mm-hmm. And so um, like you've got this work ethic that's kind of like built into you from your childhood and whatnot. Yeah. But it's also like – I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be the woman who does it all, right? Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. So totally. you've got to crush it at your job. You've got to be emotionally together. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got, got to be a, like, the best mum. Yeah. You know, have like a three-carat rock on your finger because totally. like, you know, sugar daddy's bringing home the goods. <laughs> that's like, it. That whole kind of mentality. And so um, that's like a really, really big thing at the moment with me is trying to like walk these female clients mm-hmm. through that and being like, yo, you're let's own. put out some of these fires, mm-hmm. you know, like and like you need to relax back into your femininity and celebrate it, you totally. know, because like you, you said before, it's like you've got this real masculine energy. Totally. And so it's like that yin and the yang of bringing balance back. Um and so, like, are you still struggling with that at the moment? Like, what are you doing at the moment to kind of find the balance there? Mm-hmm. Yep. My, again, my biggest thing is that, like, I can't let go of things as in, like, I can't um, let someone else do the work for me. Sure. Because I'm like, I I need to, I'll just do it. Yep. Don't worry. I'll just do it. I'll yep. actually do it all. So It'll then I end done up. done the way that I want. Exactly. Yep. And so it's like, all right, I've got all these fucking things on my to-do list mm-hmm. because I can't give anything else to anyone because I like, I don't know, it's this weird little fucking maybe trust issue that I've got. But I'm just like, oh, no one's going to do it how I'm going to do it. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, I think th- there's two parts because I, I think – don't ever think that you need anyone else to kind of get you through life. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like if I broke up with my boyfriend tomorrow, 
I would still be just as fine as I am today. Right. And I think that's that's so empowering for me personally because I'm like, I can do this by myself or mm-hmm. with someone. Like yes. I get to do life with someone. Yeah. But I also can do it by myself if I if I need to or if I want to. Yeah. You know, and like I think that's really important for women to remember is like Definitely. You can you can do anything. You actually can do anything you want to do. Yeah. You actually can. Um, and you know, there is harder ways that poor women do have to go around things you know and we do have to work sometimes a little bit harder Mm. but like if you're the hardest worker in the room like it's going to get recognized eventually um but on the opposite scale is that of that is that something that i've been trying to do is let go a little bit more you know if um you know if my friend decides to do something instead of being like oh i'll just do it come here I'll do it. It's like, just do it. Like, yeah. I'll let you do that. And, um, you know, if it's not done the the way that I would have done it, but it's still gotten to the same, like, goal, then mm-hmm. fucking sick. Hell yeah. You know, and, like, it's letting go of those things. There's, like, you do need to find empowerment in all different, like, types of situations. But I just love, and I was talking to a group um, on Zoom last night, a group of gals on Zoom last night, and you know, I was talking about like how amazing the female body is because like, you know, for, for females, we have so many hormones every single day of every single week of every single month. Mm -hmm. We, we are constantly fluctuating. Our hormones are fluctuating all the time. And so for us, we, we have so much pressure to perform like males, right? Like males can perform at a hundred percent because their, their um, hormones, you know, are pretty similar the whole month. Yeah. We don't you have know, this wild cocktail exact, of emotions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so for us, like, I'm just like, I was talking to these girls last night. I was like, you actually need to stop for a second and congratulate yourself for trying to be at 100% all the time. Yes. You know, you're trying so hard. We're not always going to be at 100% every single day because our hormones are do allow, you know, you know, let's say we're going through ovulation that we're that we've got the most energy and we're the most hyper and we're the most happiest. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're getting just before our period and we see this lull and we see this drop and you know, it's like learn things about your body that like it's okay to have this lull and this drop. Like if you want to rest, if you want to sit down, if you don't want to talk to anyone, then sweet. But like on the times that you're feeling really good, fucking go for it, train, do whatever you need to do. Mm. But stop like thinking you do need to go at 100%. Like why, you know, and it's, it is hard because like, you know, we're proving um, – females are trying to prove that we're just as good as males and um you know it's not that we're good or bad or indifferent it's that the fact that we you know are completely different species you know like yeah we're just completely different so yeah. stay in your lane and focus on your body and fueling your body right and making sure that you are like actually I guess giving giving your best that you can at that time for sure. Like, don't you think that? Well, I mean, you have a gorgeous woman in your life, and like, women are just you have so many women in your life, but women are so hard on themselves when we're not at a hundred percent. Like, yeah. we can't we can't not be it. We can't not be trying all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, give yourselves a break, ladies. Yeah, you're allowed. You are. Yeah, and like um, that same thing of like you you see, there's so many girls who are obsessed with body image Mm. um, and whatever drives that, you know, a fear of like being alone and not, you know, having anyone love them and, you know, whatever happens to drive that um, to that extreme where you see them like they'll be in that phase like right before their period where, you know, progesterone, estrogen and testosterone are all dropping. You've just got nothing. Like your body is working against you at this (laughs) point and they're still wanting to do like two hours in the gym and it's like – sweetheart Sit. go for a swim in the exactly. ocean get some sun on your exactly. skin do some tai chi or some yoga build <laughs> your energy back like give yourself some chi back like because you're just spending 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 and you're not filling the bank back up no. and like it's like it's just going to hurt you in the long run like all your goals are going to come undone because you think you're going exactly. down the right thing because you're told you have to hustle you have to grind you have to be at 100 percent. it's like no no you got to listen to your body exactly and hustle and grind when you're feeling good yes but then yeah. when you're not, it's like, okay, have that connection with your body and, um, you know, with your, with your cycle as well and be like, okay, I, this, this week is not probably the week for me to get PBs in the gym. Like this yeah. week is not the week for me to, um, you know, try and bust out a run every day. Like you do. And that, that's one thing, like a challenge for any gals listening out there. It's like track your, 
track your cycle and figure out where you are at in your cycle, you know, week one, two, three, or four, um, and figure out, are my periods consistent? Like, uh, there's so many women I know that don't track. Mm. Do you know women that don't track? Uh, the majority of them that I ask will go, no, I don't. No. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. They, you know, you're not tracking and you're not actually understanding where even your, your cycle is at. Yeah. At the day. And like, that's, there's so many epic apps um, that you can download that will track your cycle for you, you know. And, and although they're not 100% accurate, they're better than not knowing anything. Yeah, and it's a game changer. Mm. It's like it's it's exploiting your own like <laughs> biorhythms to your advantage, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's, it's hacking. Like everyone talks about life hacks. This is a fucking is literal a life, life hack. hack. I track know. your shit please yeah. uh, gals you need to know and then you can you can give yourself that time to you know not be like I'm such a fucking failure this week like mm. I've done nothing this week I feel you know fat I feel gross I feel this I feel that and it's like actually well you are just about to get your period woman so like <laughs> you need to sit the do you fuck think down. maybe that's affecting your <laughs> yeah. mindset right now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and like yeah it's just that get Get tracking your periods, learn where you're at, learn where you have your your big hormone dumps, you know, and, and where you might have those really low dumps um, and like really low days or weeks or whatever. And, um, you know, and that then you can really kind of be like, oh, I'm coming up to what would be a bit of a low week. Bit of a danger zone. Yeah. yeah. And then you're able to, um, you know, actually visualize, you know, am I being a bit psychotic? You know, like, because I know for me, if I snap really quick, if I, you know, I'm getting irritated or sensitive really quickly, mm. like, where am I at? Check. And it's like, all right, you're about to get your period. Like, so relax. Yeah. You know, you're able to bring yourself back down and be like, okay, you don't have to bite someone's head off right now. Cause yes. like, this is on you. Yeah. Oh, not on you, but like, this is, this is what's going on in your body. You can then be conscious. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then you're able to be like, ah, right, I don't need to really snap right now. Cause I know next week, whatever I've said in this point in time, I'm probably going to regret yes. or the next day or whatever. Not to mention like if um, a girl's tracking her cycle, her partner Knowing that information as well, you totally. can navigate your relationship so much easier yeah. as well. Um, and like I, you said something really good before that I don't want to get lost in this is about like um, if you, you know, broke up with your partner, you'd mm-hmm. still be okay mm. because, you know, you've, you've got this yourself and you've got that strength. Mm. And that's like a huge, huge important thing that a lot of ladies need to learn. Totally. One, for when they know they're in these low points of their cycle, they can go, hey, babe, I'm coming up to this time. I really need an extra set of hands around here. Yeah. Like, you know, can you take this off off my list of things to yeah. do? You know, and like that's that's a good healthy relationship is being able to negotiate these things together. Totally. And like if as a partner you've half got your shit together, you'd be like, yep, absolutely. And you know what? Like the thing is, is that for men um, that are listening, like – Try and educate yourself, you know, on on women's cycles and on women's bodies. Like, (laughs) I hate to call out my poor boyfriend, but, like, he used to think that, like, a period was where, like, pretty much it was just, like, a tap, like, leaking consistently for two to three days. Like, it was, like, nothing. It it didn't stop. (laughs) And so, like, when I was, like, holy shit, you actually know That would be terrifying. (laughs) I know. I was like, I'd be dead. I'd be. <laughs> but like, and poor him. Like, he would have been like, oh, like scary. Yeah, like, yeah. I won't go She's near you. She's gonna bleed nonstop for three days. <laughs> Somebody help! Help her! So I was like, oh my god. And then like, the more I started speaking, this was a couple of years ago. And the more I started speaking to dudes about periods, because I was like, why can we not talk about this? Yeah. Why you is know? it always ew, icky? And like, and you know, back to sex ed in school is like, you know, boys go over there and they learn to um, fucking put a condom on a banana, you know, and we go over there and we learn about periods. Yeah. And so it's like, you learn about boners, we learn about periods and like, then we know nothing about over there and then they know nothing about <laughs> Somehow we're meant to be effective co-parents <laughs> in the future. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, we we really need to educate ourselves and girls educate your partners and just be like, hey, I, this would be something I'd really want to talk about with you because I feel like then we can have a bit more of a connection throughout our month. Because mm. like, how many dudes have we heard like, oh, you got your period, fucking like, and it's like, yeah. that's fucking offensive. Because yes. I'm like, don't say that to me. Yeah. You actually have no idea if you're saying stuff like that. Yeah. You're just a fuckhead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's just ignorant <laughs> yeah. dickhead shit. Yeah. yeah. And so if you think, if you know nothing about periods, fellas out there, 
Y'all got to gotta do some research. Yeah. This fucking on your page, there is so much shit about women's hormones and what we go through per month. And like, it's important for men and women. And that's why I'd bloody love to go to schools and talk about like sex ed, I guess, like in a different way. Yeah, definitely. Because it's like men need to learn, like boys, school boys um, need to learn about that sort of stuff. And we need to learn about, you know, what's going through a boy's, um, you know, body as well. Yeah. I just think it's just not spoken about enough. Yeah, And absolutely. periods shouldn't be taboo. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time our education system has let us down <laughs> yeah, though. Well, that's right. let's, let's, <laughs> let's be, be real, real here. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. All right. Well, oh man, we smashed through that. We're at an hour now. All right. Well. We spoke. Yeah. We said some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up. Uh, every guest has to do show and tell. So I've got one. We've still got time on the camera, so it won't just be tell. It will be show. Yes, sir. Okay. What do you got? I brought in a book. I was like slightly. I was a bit stressed actually um, about what what show and tell I could do. I was like, uh-huh. fuck, I don't know what what I could do. So I brought in a book. This book I'm not completely finished with. I'm about halfway through. It's called The Resilience Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it says finding happiness through gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And Very apt for this whole episode. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm reading it at the moment. I'm just loving it so much. Um, so I can really recommend it. It's by a guy named Hugh and he is a primary school teacher um, and he – goes over to India, um, like Northern India and like really into the like poverty stricken, um, uh, you know, suburbs or cities, I don't know how, towns. Yes. And so, um, you know, he goes over there being a teacher, but like he wasn't, his plan wasn't to actually teach. His plan was to just um, go over there for a little holiday and just kind of like help out and volunteer, like just at the shelters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then he got given this opportunity to be a teacher Um, over there in like one, it's like just a small classroom. It's grade one to 12 in the classroom. Like, you know, the teacher then um, starts off with grade one in the morning and then kind of works her way all the way through till the afternoon to the grade 12s. And it's like, it's incredible. Yeah. And, you know, this guy was like, I never, never realized that this would be something that would be life-changing for me. Mm. It was like, I thought that I was going to change their lives, but instead, instead they changed my life. And it's all about, you know, where these kids, he was like these kids were the happiest kids I'd ever seen and he was like I'm looking around like devastated and depressed because I've got nothing here yeah and he's like how can these kids be so happy Mm. and like so excited to actually um you know be here yeah why why would they not want to you know why are they not sad yeah but it's like because they don't you know, they, they are finding happiness in ways that we we will never probably actually truly know. Mm-hmm. But there's like there's so much to learn from this about finding happiness in more ways than not. That's so cool. It's so sick. So I'll have to give everyone an update. When yeah. I'm finished, mm-hmm. I'll have to give you guys an update. The Resilience Project. Yes. All right, I'm going to add that to my list too. Please do. Yeah, that's dope. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you. So, so much for being here today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, it's been gorgeous. Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in again. And Mm. as the guest, you get to finish it up. You just press that little button there. Bye. (laughs) 